Hey, Tammy's going to open us up in prayer, but our worship this evening is going to begin with just this recap of what happened this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at Bethel. I know Bethel is their own church. Bethel, obviously, they, they feature conferences pr practically every month. But Bethel Church in Reading is more than just a church doing their own thing. Bethel is a movement in the world that is reaching and impacting churches and believers all across the planet. And this conference that happened this week, this prophetic conference, featured some people that I've never heard of before. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of Julian and Katia Adams. They're a South African couple, and I believe that they might have been connected to NCMI, which is a South African apostolic prophetic network. <clears throat> but there was, there was a word that was brought, several words, that were brought at this conference that are for the church. They're for the body of Christ. And they are words that I know that we're going to want to grab hold of individually and corporately as a church. The initial theme of the conference is the Great Communion Revival. This all began with the prophetic word, or actually it was like a, I don't even know if it was a dream or, or what. I think Lou Engel had a dream about this end times great revival that would be centered around communion. And he reached out to Bill and Benny Johnson before Benny passed away, and he wanted to have Benny Johnson lay hands on him and pray an impartation because they have had revelation on the power of communion for a long time. And they've taught on different aspects of communion and different ways that we can observe the Lord's table and apply it by asking the Lord, you know, what, what are you doing in this moment? What are you doing in this situation? And then taking the bread and taking the cup and feasting on the presence of the Lord for what he's doing. So the theme is of the conference was the communion revival. But in that, so much more was added. So much, so much is coming into our nation. You'll hear a little snippet of it at the beginning of our worship. So Tammy's going to pray for us. We're going to step into worship. The first couple minutes is just going to be this video recap, and then it's just going to go right on into some rip, snort, and worship. So you can either stay seated or you can stand up right away. Um, it'll go by fast, but we are going to just get lost in the presence of the Lord tonight. We are going to worship the Lord and pursue him because he's the one that we need. We need Jesus more than any other thing in this world, more than anything else. What God is getting ready to do in this earth, in our nation, is huge. I mean, there's just so much going on in the world, as we all know. But we know that behind the scenes, above all of the stuff that we see and are witnessing, God is at work and God has a plan. There is a great awakening that is going to happen in this nation that is probably already beginning now. So you can stand up or not. Tammy's going to pray. So, Father, we just thank you for this evening. And, God, we just lay everything down at your feet tonight. God, all the cares of the world, Father, we just lay them down at your feet as we commune with you tonight, Father. We're just here to bless you. We're here to bless your name tonight. We love you, Father. We just want to worship you. We praise your name.
when we take communion, uh, we like to ask God, what does it mean to me today? What aspect of you do I need at the forefront of my mind to stay aligned with you today? We're pushing on something, we're going after something that I think doesn't redefine communion. It actually defines communion at a higher level. And I think they're going to walk away from this conference where there's a, a greater value for not only communion, but the reality of union with God. And that's the communion revival. One of the greatest signs of the kingdom of God is not stoic sobriety and mourning. One of the greatest signs of the kingdom of God is celebration. I tell you this communion revival is not meant to make you stoic. It's meant to make you joyful. I feel it in the air. I feel like everybody, everyone in the room is going to get two gifts. One is there's going to be a fresh tenderness in your heart, an affection for Him, discovering His heart, His nature for you. Uh, but the second thing is I, I feel like the Lord's going to give everybody a word. I feel like He's going to give some of you enough for the day. And then some of you are going to get something that you can feed from for a lifetime. Lord, I just pray that you would open the doors of revelation to every single person and that you would pull them into intimacy. Thank you, Lord, for seas split and rivers parted. Thank you for valleys to be made, raised up and mountains to go low. Either we're crazy and you've flown from across the world to be in a room to sing karaoke, or there is something of the Spirit here. Release the fear of the Lord right now. The burning fear of the Lord that will release revival. Burn right now. Burn right now. Burn right now upon your people. Burn right now all across this world.
don't even know what revival means anymore. I pray revival fire to burn in our hearts with great anticipation, preparation of what the Lord will do in our day. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory, glory, Lord God. Glory. You are holy, Lord. We praise your holy name. Lord God, we just thank you. We come to you in thanksgiving, Lord God. We thank you for all things, Lord God. Lord, we just thank you for filling us up. Uh, we thank you for quenching our thirst, Lord. Our thirst is for you, Holy Father. Father God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, just fall on us. Just cover us. We surrender all to you, Lord God. Surrender everything, Lord God. We lay it down before you, Lord God. We lay down everything that we we are, Lord God. Lord God, we just open our hearts to you, Lord God. We open our hearts, Lord God. We love you, Lord God. We love you, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord God, for the love that you gave us, Lord God. That we can love like Jesus, Lord God. Oh, Lord, we just thank you for that. We love you right now. We love your name. We love all that you are, Father God. You are our God. Oh, just thank you for your presence. We thank you for just being here with us, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord. Oh. 
come, Holy Spirit, just rest, rest upon us. Just rest upon us. We thank you for your peace. The inner peace that you give us. Ah, oh, Lord. We just thank you, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy is your name, Lord. Father God, you just... You're just so awesome that I can't believe that you would even just listen to us, Lord. You are awesome, Lord God. And we just thank you that, that we can stand here before you, Lord God, and just worship you, Lord, and just continue to worship your name alone is holy, Lord. We just thank you for making us holy, Lord. We thank you for making us holy, Lord God. Cleanses and washes with the blood of Jesus. We just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for opening our eyes, Lord God. Oh, we just thank you for opening our eyes that we can see the truth. Oh, Lord, we just thank you for, for the truth, Lord God. Ah, oh, Jesus, you are the truth. Ah, oh, Jesus, you are the truth. Holy, holy are you. Ah. Oh. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We're just being with us today, Lord God, for being here, Lord God, for sending your Holy Spirit, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God. Lord, you are the one. You are the Holy One. Your name is holy, Lord God. We thank you, Father. Lord, fill this place. Fill this place. More, Lord. More of you, Lord. More of you, Lord. Less of us, Lord. Lord, just cleanse us, Lord God, with your spirit. Oh, consume us with your holy fire, Lord. Let your light shine upon us, Lord God. Your cleansing light, Lord God. Mm. Oh, holy, 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 Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for that we can call you Father. That we can call you Father, Lord reach out and cry your holy name, Lord God. And that you have promised us that you would never leave us or forsake us, Lord God. You are awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
right now, Holy Spirit, we just just open our hearts to you. We just open our hearts that you would dwell in our bodies, Lord God. Purify our bodies that this would be a temple where you can stay and you are welcome. Oh, and that you teach us all things and you give us strength in all things. Give us hope in all things. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Lord, we just thank you for your Son. Because of him, we can come before you. We just thank you for that that right that he died for us. In Jesus' name. just keep pressing in for another minute or so. Just pray in the spirit, would you? Just you and Jesus, just come before him. Just fan the flame inside of you. Fan the Holy Spirit fire. Pray in the spirit. Sing in the spirit. Just forget that anyone else is in the room. This is just you alone in the room with you and Jesus. Worship at his foot. Worship at his footstool. Worship at his feet. Ben Armstrong said last year, that as we pray in the spirit, we come into an entrainment. We align ourselves with the heartbeat of heaven when we pray in the spirit. Welcome him into the inner chambers of your heart, of your mind, the places in your life that you know he needs to come into. Jesus, we welcome you tonight. Come in and have your way, Lord. We open the door, Lord. tonight, we just declare that you are Lord. You are Adonai. You are Lord. You are my King. You are my King, Lord Jesus. I'm just, I want you guys just to go with me. Just, just have some time with the Lord. I'm just going to pretend you're not even here. Not trying to be rude. I don't want this to even have a a slight hint of performance. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Oh, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, take complete control. Fill my mind with hope. Fill my heart with love and joy, peace. 
Lord God, tonight I consecrate myself again to you. I set myself apart, Lord. I lay my life at your altar. I lay myself down at your feet. Holy Spirit, would you pour your fire over me? Pour your fire, the anointing oil and fire of heaven. Let it come now, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your promises over my life. Thank you for your faithfulness over my life, over my family. You've never failed us, Lord. You've never failed me. Your love never fails. You're constant. You are constant. Thank you, Lord. In any place in my mind, Lord, any place in my thoughts that are holding fast to a, a lie that I don't realize is there, God, I'm asking you tonight that you would expose any lie that I'm believing about you or about the future, about this church, about my family, my friends, about my city, about our nation. Any lies, Lord, we just say tonight, I say, expose it, Lord. Show us, Lord. I just say, God, speak your truth to me to replace any place of a lie. Speak your truth, Lord Jesus. I exchange any lie that I'm holding on to for your truth. Holy Spirit, come tonight, Lord. Flood me, flood this house with your word. That we would hear your voice, that we would know your word that your word would come like a hammer, that it would come like a sword, that it would break up the hard places inside of us. Thank you, Lord. We yield to you tonight, Lord. God, I pray tonight that the yieldedness of our hearts would not end when we walk out the door but there would be a hunger deposited in each one of us tonight to stay in a continuous posture of yielded hearts to you, that we would lean into you. We would surrender over and over and over again to your will, your will, not mine, that we would obey your voice and obey your will that your kingdom would come, your rule and reign would come until our lives look like heaven. Jesus, you are the great apostle of our faith. We want to look like you. We want to smell like you. We want to think like you. it was like we were all imperfect vessels imperfect cups 
that the Father is calling me forward and says, I have something for you. And it was as if he poured his wine into me and began to realize, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve all of this. And the father is saying, after he got done pouring some wine or some, some of his spirit, it was like, I have more for you. So we poured more. And when he was done pouring, I was like, I don't deserve this. And then he said, I've got more. Okay, Lord. I'll take some more. Yes, please. Hopefully you've gotten some of this wine that he's pouring out, but if you haven't, now is the time. Father God is calling you up and he's saying, I've got more for you. And just let him pour his spirit into you, his life into you. His goodness, his atonement, his righteousness. And when you're done, the Father's saying, I've got more for you. Yes, Lord. If anybody wants more of the Holy Spirit tonight, I invite you to come up and we will lay hands on you. Come and drink. Come and get a drink of the Holy Spirit. The Father has more for you. And when he's done pouring his Spirit into you, he's saying, I have more for you. He's got like 10 cups up here for each person. Then he's got some more for you. All right, well, I guess I'm going to be the first one. I'm going to come up for more. Let's get Kara. Father, we thank you that you pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. Fill Kara now with your Holy Spirit and your holy fire in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Fill her, Lord God. Take a drink of the Father. Yes, Lord.
And just when you think you're done, he's got more. The father is saying, I've got more for you. Thank you, Father. Oh, John. We thank you, Father, that you pour out your Holy Spirit on John. We thank you that you have more than enough for John. Fill him now with your holy fire and your spirit, Father. In Jesus' name, Lord, we love you. Thank you, Father. Fill him, Lord God. And when he's full to overflowing, Lord God, fill him again. Thank you, Father. Fill him again. There's more. Okay. And if anybody wants us to come to them, to pray for them, just put your hand right up in the air and we will pray for you.
As Bobby Connor would say, yep, 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 that was fun. Well, 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 okay. Oh. See, this is what church is supposed to be like. Bring your own bottle, BYOB. You come in as a container of the Holy Ghost. You come with your own mix of supernatural giftings and facets of the kingdom of the glory of God that you that you radiate that you mirror from him and not one of us is identical to the other and you come and bring your special blend and in worship you get to just pop uncork the bottle and let the let the glory the the juice the wine the oil the water whatever it is the the presence of God just pour out and it makes corporate gatherings just such a fun time it's maybe it's not necessarily fun but there's joy that's like a river that you and I get to just step into and his his river the presence of the Lord's river is like it's like a river of power and authority that pulls all of the weight all of the gunk off of us and it replaces it with exactly what you need like if you are filled with disappointment and hopelessness and then you step into the river and you open up the bottle of your heart and you pour out your perfume at his feet and that river just begins to wash through. And it's just like torrents of his presence come and, and it just pulls that hopelessness and disappointment out like like a powerful river just removing the, the, dread, the drudge, the silt, the, the gunk, and it just comes in and replaces it with goodness, with goodness. I was just seeing tonight the glory of the Lord just like confetti falling all over Jesus and raining down over us because we're at his feet, we're at his footstool. So I wouldn't be surprised if you go home tonight or you look in the mirror later and you see some sparkles or something on your face, some glory glitter. You never know. I, I'm still seeing it. And actually, I saw it today without even a flashlight shining on it. <laughs> I was in the in the barbershop waiting, waiting my turn. And I looked at my hand, and there was like a gold dot. And then I looked, and there was some silver on there. And I was like, oh, interesting. Anyway, signs that make you wonder. Hey, we're going to finish this evening off with communion. And normally what I would do is preach through some things, but what I'm going to do instead of preaching through each one of these points that I have, I'm just going to go through it because what it is, it's basically a kingdom thread that God has been weaving in to, to our, our lives in our house, this church, probably for the last six months. And it's the temptation is to go into depth and detail about what, what was God speaking over these different months. I don't have them dated. 
but I, but I have the, the points. I can see the progression. And some of it is from our stream. Some, is, some, of, some, is it, some of it is from the stream you guys are in. Some of it's from the streams that you all feed on during the week, whether that's your radio station you love to listen to on the way to work. I've discovered Air One all over again. I don't know. It's just it's way better than Spirit 105. But anyway, um, change the subject on that. Back to what we're talking about. This thread of the Lord, it's, it's for a purpose. See, we planted this church with a unique DNA. I call it a DNA, God's divine nature attributes. I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. The, his, his DNA, s- specific things that he put in our hearts to, to uh, equip and to release into people so that they could walk out their full destiny. And so the ultimate goal is to get our hands on people, right? Not just in here, but out there too. Get our hands on people and not physically, but in the spirit, shake off the stuff that's keeping them bound up from the, the path, the, the victory that Jesus has for them. And a lot of that shaking off is stuff that's rooted in how they see themselves, how we see ourselves, our identity, not really knowing who we are, who Jesus has saved us to be. You know, Romans 8 says all of creation is groaning and eagerly awaiting for the sons of God to be made manifest. Like, come on, manifest. The angels are sitting back. Your, your personal angels that are assigned to you from, I believe, from birth, that are, they're like your guardians. They are waiting. They're cheering you on that you would turn that page again in the Bible. Stop right there. Read that again. Speak it out. I am a child of God. The spirit of, of him who raised Christ from the dead lives inside of me. He's the spirit of sonship, the spirit of adoption. He is enabling you and me to cry out to God, Abba, Daddy, Father, God. When we realize that we have been born again into a family, into a kingdom where Jesus, as we sang tonight, is closer than a brother, not ashamed to call us brothers, has brought us to the Father, it changes everything. Excuse me. You and I are no longer just sinners saved by grace. Saying so hard tonight that had a feather, an angel feather floating around in there, I think. So let's look at the, the thread, the thread. As I was saying, this thread, I believe it, it all weaves into the, the goal and the call of bringing men and women, boys and girls, into their full potential as a son or daughter of God. And not just to be a son or daughter and just sit and wait for the rapture, but to be a son or daughter that does the work the same works that Jesus did, that does the work of undoing the works of the enemy, like destroying the works of the devil. Because there is a great revival coming. Like she was quoting, I I didn't have the video. Some of you are thankful for that because sometimes there's a lot of videos played here. I didn't have the video of her full testimony, but that Katia 
Adams, Adams? I think that's her last name. Yeah, Adams. She had a prophetic word given to her and her husband at a conference by one of the speakers that didn't know anything about them. And the end part of it is he saw her dressed in Paul Revere clothing, and she leaned to her husband. She said, is that an actor? Because they're from South Africa. She didn't know who Paul Revere was. Thank God you're an American and you know this, these things. And he saw her dressed like Paul Revere going up and down the East Coast saying, revival is coming, revival is coming, revival is coming. And in this conference, she declared that Jesus is telling her now is the time to begin declaring that word, that the revival is coming. See, there is a great awakening I believe we are at the precipice of a mighty move of God. I don't know. You don't know what it looks like. I think we're getting whiffs and hints of, of something coming, something of the Lord ready to break out over our nation, and it's going to be glorious. And we have to get ready. People get ready. Jesus is coming. <laughs> I've got these songs hitting my brain right now. We, we have to prepare ourselves. We have to make a way for the Lord, prepare the way of the Lord in our own lives. I don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out. We don't want to disqualify ourselves by not being ready and just sitting off on the sidelines watching everyone else have all the fun. We want to be right at the front. So here's the thread. We talked about the fear of God this last year. We went through John Bevere's book. Uh, did I put Revere? John Revere. The awe of God is coming. The fear of God is coming. John Bevere's book, The Awe of God, we, we did that series. That was, that was key to what God wants to do in and through us. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge. And it's important for us to understand that healthy relationship. Oh, here I go. I start. I'm going to preach. So I'm just going to read these. Then we we went through. So five, about five months ago, Tammy and I were at Bethel for the leaders conference, and Ed Silvoso preached, and he talked about the ecclesia. Now a lot of us have. I'm just going to read. And this, the ecclesia is the in in the Roman culture. So these are words that are not in the that weren't in the Old Testament that Jesus basically took from the culture. And he gave new meaning to them. So the ecclesia was an assembly of people deputized by the emperor to introduce and implement the laws of the empire. The function of the ecclesia was to teach the language and culture of Rome. We are the ecclesia. Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia, but it was translated as church in our Bibles, but it's actually the word ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. We are the ecclesia of Christ. We are the ecclesia. We are the ones who get to take the language and culture of heaven and bring it into our, our own lives, our home, our workplace, our neighborhood, Paws of Bremerton, the school system, the shipyard. Shipyard, if there's an echo in here. As you're homeschooling. Okay. Then there was the word that he brought, conventus, which we had never heard before. We're like, what's the conventus? A conventus is another one of those Roman words where wherever Roman citizens met, where two or more were gathered, the power and authority of the emperor was with them. And we think of Matthew 18, 20, where two or more of you are gathered in my name, there I am in your midst. 
Jesus wants to manifest his presence in the two or more of us. Ed Silvoso said, the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest in your home. Just chew on that. I think that's pretty much everyone's home here. The light that shines the furthest shines the brightest at home. Then there's the word apostle, which, you know, we all know about the apostles. Jesus is the chief apostle, but what is an apostle really? That's not a word that was in the Old Testament either. So Ed Silvoso kind of helped us understand. An apostle was an admiral in charge of a fleet of building materials to build in new territories, a city that looked like Rome. Apostles today equip us. Jesus, our chief apostle, equips us. But he gave gifts to the church, and one of those gifts is apostles. And apostles equip us to build into the territory that we're in until our territory looks like heaven. So that was good. So we've got the fear of God. We're learning that, that we actually have some responsibilities, that we get to manifest the presence of the Lord, that we are apostolic. Then we've talked a lot about identity, and this is a core thing that Tammy and I, has had, we have had in our DNA for a long time, the royal priesthood of all believers, not just the ones that hold microphones and speak in front of pulpits. All of us are royal priests. Sons and daughters of God. We already talked about that, but we are also sons and daughters of God who have been crowned with regal authority, John 1, 12. And you can look into that in the Greek. And in fact, if you like to look at the Greek or if you want to and you're not sure where to find it, look at blueletterbible.org, Blue Letter Bible, and it's made by the Calvary Chapel people, and it is a really powerful tool to take a word in a scripture, one verse, and you can like see all the Hebrew or all the Greek, and you can click on it and read its full definition of what that word is. But John 1, 12 said that, I shouldn't preach. I won't do it. Okay, I'm just going to go. Sorry, guys. We've talked about open heaven access, that we have this connection to the heavenly realm, the, the third heaven. We're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So open heaven access, the kingdom of God is within us as believers. He is in us, in the Holy Spirit who is in us. The kingdom of, heaven, the kingdom of God is within each believer in the Holy Spirit, being released from within us as rivers of living water. And as Jesus taught us to pray, on earth as it is in heaven, to pull the river of heaven into the earth as we pray. And then hosting his presence. We've talked about this last couple weeks, actually, and a lot of times over the years. We don't want to just have Jesus living in us, trapped inside of us, waiting for the rapture, right? We want to be like Jesus who, when he was baptized in the, in the Jordan River, the Spirit of God descended upon him and rested on him as a form of a dove and remained. So we want to be those that host his presence where he can rest on us, not just be in us for our own sake, but to come upon us for the sake of the world. He wants to rest on you and me and, and teach. He wants to teach us how to walk with him in a relationship where we have, we're not afraid like he's going to fly away if we say something wrong, like cuss at someone in traffic, although, I mean, that might grieve him. So, you know, work it out between you and Jesus you and the Holy Spirit. He wants to rest on you and me, though. And he wants to teach us how to take every step, how to, how to walk our journey every day with the dove in mind, 
Like Paul said, set your minds on things above. Like if we have this mindset, oh, Holy Spirit, you're on me. You're here right now. I guess I shouldn't cuss at that car that just pulled up to the side and looked at me dirty, you know, or whatever. I'm just trying to give you a safe example. So anyway, so there's that. I'm trying to remember, is this, if I click this? Oh, no, okay. So here's up to the current. So we have the, the current word. Revival is coming. It is coming. I don't know how it fits in. Last Sunday when we were praying, I heard increase is coming, increase is coming. And it was like that John Revere thing. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, this is like awesome. Pop, did I, what did I say? Paul Revere, the apostle Paul, the revered one. <laughs> anyway, revival is coming. Then we've got this communion revival. And we're going to hear a little bit about the background of that before we take communion tonight. But there's this communion revival that brings revelation of you and me and our intimacy with Jesus, our union with him. David touched on this, and I think you've got a message burning in you about the, the bride and the bridegroom, the exchange of the vows. Don't you have something brewing? You do. I, I, have, I have faith. So there's that. And then our daily bread today. So this is something that we're not going to get into tonight, but when Jesus taught us to pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. That wasn't a request, please let your kingdom come. It was, it was actually a declaration. Kingdom of God, come. Because we know it's his will that his kingdom comes already. So we don't need to be afraid to make the declaration with boldness and authority. So your kingdom come. Your will be done here on the earth, in these bodies, in these broken places, in our city, just as it is in heaven, right? And then Jesus said to, to, to pray this, give us today our daily bread. Now, I've recently heard that that is not an accurate translation because it actually could be translated or should be translated, give us today tomorrow's bread. When Jesus turned the water into wine at the wedding, his first miracle, what did he tell his mom? It's not my time. She was asking for tomorrow's wine to come and be manifested today. We have permission to pull from heaven that which is going to be our full eternal reward in the fullness of the kingdom. The kingdom of God can come now in our daily bread. So give us today tomorrow's bread. Give us the bread of heaven that we need now for the moment. Okay, I'm not going to preach, though. That's, it's so good. So good. And we're running out of time. Your kingdom come. Future kingdom pulled into the present. And of the increase of his kingdom, we read this in the Old Testament, speaking about Jesus, prophesying about Jesus, how of the increase, you know, he will be called mighty God, everlasting father, wonderful counselor, prince of peace, and of the increase, just say increase. Point your finger at your, at your uh, well of the Holy Spirit. Of increase, <clears throat> of the increase of your kingdom, there will be no end. It's not a diminishing, fading little trickle that was once a river that needs to just dry up and turn into a desert. 
I prophesy over the desert places in yours and my life. Springs of living water arise. They are coming. They are coming up. You were not born to dry up and be sitting off to the sidelines watching all of the fun take place. You were born, you were saved, you were chosen for such a time as this. All you and I need to do is get into alignment with him. And it doesn't take much other than just to whisper his name. Increase. So, we are going to cover three scriptures real quick, but here's a video clip. <laughs> here's the video clip. I could just skip it, but you guys really need to hear this. Are you, is everyone okay? I mean, we're going to go maybe 10 minutes. Okay, we're just going to do it. A few years ago, a number of years ago, I was in a meeting, and uh, the Lord took me into this encounter. And uh, I was standing, and I fell into a trance encounter. That's where your senses are suspended. Uh, it's in the Bible. Your senses are suspended. And uh, in that moment, I found myself in what looked like cellar rooms all over uh, this room. And I was walking down the cellar room, and there were these big barrels of wine with these faucets, these taps on them. And as I'm walking through there, I see the work Smith Wigglesworth, Catherine Coleman, John G. Lake, Maria Woodworth Ecker, and the list goes on, the Wesley brothers, the Whitfields. And as I'm walking through this, the Lord says to me, this is the place where I keep um, the residue, the reserve of past moves of God. And so I'm like, this is amazing. And he, he began to speak to me. He said, in this next move of God, and I, I want to tell you that I believe the reason my wife and I moved to America is to be announcers of revival, that we are putting our feet in the rising tide of revival. We're not waiting for something. We are putting our feet into a rising tide of revival. And as I was in that moment, the Lord began to break. I want to say I didn't see the form. I didn't see God as in physically, but I could sense his form as he was speaking to me. He began to break all of these faucets and wine began to pour out all over the place. And my feet began to get stained with this wine. And then the Lord said, go ahead and have a drink. And I thought, I will. And so I, I kind of did this and I did that. And as I did that, my mouth got filled with physical wine. And I instantly, oh, the presence of God just shifted right there. Instantly, I got completely drunk in the spirit. Instantly, I was completely overwhelmed. And he said, in this next move of God, I'm going to mix the residue of past moves of God so that the blend will be heady and intoxicating so that I will accomplish my purposes quicker and in an accelerated way for the sake of my people. And uh, I stumbled my way out of the meeting. And um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but often when I'm done with the meeting, I'm always hungry. I get the munchies after a good Holy Spirit meeting. <laughs> and we went to this meeting and one of my friends said, I, I had this really weird experience tonight. Said I, as we were laying on the floor, I found myself in what looked like cellar rooms of heaven. And as we, I was walking through there, I saw these barrels opening and wine flowing and God said to me to drink. And as I drank, 
he said, guys, this is really weird. I need to just tell you this. I hadn't said anything. But my mouth got filled with physical wine. We had four other people testify to that same experience. The bridegroom provides the wine. And it is the season of wine. Do what he tells you to do. Go ahead and have a drink. Many of you are going to get some unnecessary miracles. Some of you will begin to sense the presence of God coming to the room, even right now. Some of you might even begin to smell like a sweet fragrance or a burning fragrance. Some of you will feel like wind, whirlwinds of heaven. I'm not saying that to suggest anything. I'm just saying that it happens. But more than that, he wants to pour out wine. I felt the Lord say there, many of you who are living in delayed promise. Your prophetic words are not for your journal books. They're an invitation to adventure. Go ahead and have a drink. The thing is this, dear friends. One of the greatest signs of the kingdom of God is not stoic sobriety and mourning. One of the greatest signs of the kingdom of God is celebration and drinking. You see, it's a sign of a feast that we will have for eternity right here, right now. That's why our church is called The Table in Boston because we can a feast. Yeah. Let me tell you, this communion revival is not meant to make you stoic. It's meant to make you joyful. Because you're eating something of a future reality right here, right now. I had to figure out where to stop that because it just keeps going and going. <clears throat> And I lost internet connection. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you guys to come up now and to grab your communion elements and just take them back to your seat. And we're going to walk through communion together, but it's really, it's not going to look like uh, me telling you what to, when to eat and drink. We're just going to have a time where we can rest in the Lord's presence and feast on him. Scripture says, I'm just going to read this as you, I'll, see, I'll knock this out one way or another. As you're getting your elements, be still and know that I am Lord. Psalm 46.10. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, that's said in kindness. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. James 4.8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Psalm 139, 7 through 12, and this is just the essence of it. Where can I go from your presence? Communion isn't just a time to remember the sacrifice Jesus made for us. Communion is a time where you and I get to commune with the one who laid his life down for us.
Romans, not Romans, Hebrews 12 says, As for us, we we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. The Passion Translation has an interesting footnote for that. When it says, we must let go of every wound that has pierced us, it says, get rid of every arrow tip in us. The implication is carrying an arrow tip inside a wound that weighs us down and keeps us from running our race with freedom. If you feel like you've got it, just put your hand on it and pull it out and let it go. Forgive who you need to forgive. So let go of every wound that has pierced you and the sin that so easily that we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's race, this marathon race with passion and determination for the path has already been marked out for us. We look away from the natural realm. So right now that's what we're doing. We're looking away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation. And now he sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. I'm gonna go ahead and let this run and then we're gonna take communion and be done. This is the great communion revival. I had a dream I was getting married to this woman. I knew instantly in the dream, this is the bride of Christ. And I knew I was seeing through the eyes of the bridegroom. And so we're about to get married. And then I have Ben Armstrong's thoughts because here comes the devil. And the devil's trying to kill us. And I have this thought, oh no, we need to fight the devil. And then I have the bridegroom's thoughts. And and Jesus says, no. You need to get married. It's all about the marriage. It's not about fighting the devil. I go all the way back to the first miracle Jesus performed. And the first one he performed was he turned water into wine at a wedding. And it actually prophesied of the wine of his own blood that would be spilled out on the cross for a greater wedding. It's the wedding of the bridegroom and the bride, that's you and I. And that's what we get to partake of. Lou Engel called me one day, he said, hey, he said, I just had this encounter with the Lord. The Lord spoke to him through a series of dreams and experiences that the next great revival is going to be a communion revival with a unique tool and that is the broken body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus being that which released revival into the land. So what Lou did is he came to Reading. The whole point was to have Betty lay her, her hands on him and pray for an impartation. So she prayed, it was powerful, powerful. And then he went out. 
we're just going to take a moment here, kind of a quiet moment, so you can kind of think some things through and allow the Holy Spirit to just encounter you. Okay, so when we take communion, uh, we like to ask God, what does it mean to me today? What aspect of you do I need at the forefront of my mind to stay aligned with you today? That's a wonderful thought right there. So just take a moment right now and ask the Holy Spirit, what does it mean to me today? What does this mean for me today? partaking of the, the body and the blood of Christ we're actually becoming one with it it changes our nature not only do we become sons and daughters of God but we actually become the bride of Christ there'd be a little mistake somewhere in there. Thank you, Jesus. What does it mean for you today? I want you just, if you've already taken time with the Lord and just meditated on what this means for you today, what does he want to speak to you? What does his broken body and his poured out blood represent for you in this hour? Just have that time with him and then when you're ready, go ahead and take your communion. Thank you, God, for salvation and healing, forgiveness. God, everything you stand for. 
God, we thank you. We thank you that we get to do life with you and that you want to do life with us. Just praise your name. We love you, Father. I just pray that you bless everyone here this week. God, that healing would come to their bodies. God, salvation for family members would come. Restoration. God, whatever it needs to be, God, drawing closer to you. God, that you would do it. You would do it this week, Father. Thank you, we praise you.